0: Welcome to every album ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour and I'm joined as always over Skype on my lovely, wonderful, patient, handsome co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello.
1: Clean shaven. We're living in groundhogs day today. <laughs> what take are we on?
0: Dude, we are on a millionth take. I am going to lose my mind if you say groundhogs instead of groundhog day. Dude, you are. I, dude, groundhogs. I, dude. Before we get into any of this, I have to, I have to talk about this. I've, our buddy John has heard me preach about this endlessly. Half of I'm going to say 50% of all people say Groundhog's Day instead of Groundhog Day when the movie is Groundhog Day. But it's like this thing where no matter how many times they're corrected, it never changes. It's like Groundhog Day.
1: You're, you're very good at like Alvis uh, like Call, and, and you correct me every time, like Devin Townsend
0: Oh yeah, yeah. you're, is, you're very, not,
1: you're very good at these things.
0: But it's not just you. It's literally half of all people that I've ever heard say mention the <laughs> movie, say the, add the S at the end of it, and it makes me think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy, by the way. This is every no. album ever. Uh, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one hour at a time. It's a new discography per episode, and today we'll be discussing every album by the Clash. The Clash, long awaited for some people. Uh, this was requested by Scott, uh, at least two and a half years ago. So thank you for being patient if you're still a viewer or a listener. Uh, but we finally got around to it. Uh, there's a lot of, of requests and there's a lot of things to get to, but we, this is a big one. I think this is a good band to get to. It's, it fits our bill perfectly, what we cover typically. Um, and they're beloved they're beloved. And also this is a surprisingly long discography for only six albums, but we'll get into that more later. Uh, before we get into any of that, please subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever, you know, leave thumbs ups, comment, share, whatever, uh, rate, review, subscribe on Apple podcast, Spotify, and wherever you get podcasts period. Uh, you can follow me now permanently at pounder monkey, P A N D E R monkey. That's my formerly my music account, but now it's everything, you know, Twitch clips, show clips, music clips, everything. And you can follow Alex at MotherPuncture. And you can find a Spotify playlist on the Clash in the description. Got playlists associated with every single episode. Uh, you can find them all at everyalbumever.com, yada, yada, yada. Patreon.com slash everyalbumever if you want you know, bonus episodes, early access to certain episodes, discounts off merch, or if you want to jump the line and not wait a decade and a half like Scott did for this episode, uh, Tier 2 lets you jump the line so we get to your request way, way, way sooner. Uh, and we have. Uh, Actually, yeah, we have one more Patreon episode coming up in like a couple of weeks, so exciting. Okay. You did but, it. I did it. God
1: damn you Fucking I did, did it. it.
0: Okay, thank Christ that's over with. The clash. Okay.
1: We're gonna you- we're gonna kick we're gonna okay. catch sheet for this episode. I know it already.
0: We are. Okay, we, we definitely are, but I actually really like this band. Uh, I've only only heard one album before this, shockingly, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm Mr guy who's obsessed with punk but it's just one of those bands that you just never got around to uh and I, this was uh in fear it was both enraging and delightful going through these albums i feel like you and hated it, a lot of it
1: interesting yeah this is uh a band i went in i thought i liked going in and i just think they're okay they
0: god damn it they're not just okay, they're fucking brilliant, but they just do things I hate. I think they're a brilliant band who does a bunch of shit that I I just fucking loathe. Uh but even still, I managed to come out of this uh with good feelings, even though I have some extremely negative feelings. And I'm excited to to see where we agree because I feel like we're going to agree on a lot of things. We might I think we, we might.
1: Yeah, that tends to happen sometimes.
0: Sometimes, but, uh, I,
1: Yeah also such a diverse lineup that it just might be crazy all over the place. How do you mean? Oh, with our what we agree and disagree on.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. if You know, I take bets because I bet we're not going to agree just because I said that. So yeah,
1: this will be a uh, at the very least an interesting episode and uh probably piss people off because that's what we do
0: i don't want to though but i feel like it's gonna happen anyway <laughs> jesus christ uh what, I never what, what can w- you do what can I, you do I, I,
1: I never want to piss people off but you know i've got to be
0: true to my feelings so <laughs> oh yeah uh if you we weren't honest we'd be, uh i'd probably shoot myself in the foot but okay let's see the clash yeah the only i only heard one album uh and but even before this, I know they're, I know they're beloved, everybody knows the clash, everybody in their fucking mom knows the clash. but i I remember a, a few years back uh, stumbling on some of their uh like their critic reviews, and it's like I was blown away. they are one of the highest reviewed bands in the history of rock or in the history of music. Some of their albums are like perfect reviews on aggregates like how do you get a perfect review on an aggregate if you're not the Beatles or whatever it's like this, this is like and I'm, that sets up all kinds of expectations when like this is the highest reviewed fucking thing ever uh and I obviously disagree with most critics so I have problems with them being so so ridiculously I think they're overrated they're super overrated but they're still really good I just don't where what am I missing why why are Critics blowing them and I'm not.
1: I have no idea. Um, it's been a long time since I listened to the Clash. I've listened to when I was younger, you know, getting into the punk musics. Um, I believe I've heard all these albums before, but it wasn't something I've like revisited recently. And there's just so much music, and I thought maybe like, oh, it's this, you know, a band I've neglected as I gotten older, and then doing this, I was like, no, I'm not like a huge fan. I mean,
0: I, I, I'm totally not in the same boat. I was like, this is a band I totally neglected, and then I listened to, I was like, I fucking should have heard them sooner. I would have absolutely loved them when I was younger. I think they're real good. Uh, total
1: yeah, total opposite. Yeah. Opposites in every way so far, but um they have some good songs. Um, they have many good songs, Alex. I think I think they're one of the more successful like white bands to navigate the the reggae waters.
0: Dude, so my brother told me the story recently, uh like yesterday. Uh he said that I think it was Johnny, John Lydon, Johnny Rodden, whatever he was being interviewed by Nardwar probably. I think it was Nardwar. And he asked him, so who do you think, who do you think did reggae better? The Clash or the police? And before my brother can tell me what John said, I was like, they both shouldn't have been doing it. They're both British white guys. They <laughs> fucking don't do it. And he started laughing. He was like, that's exactly what Johnny Rodden said. He said, he said like they both should, neither, they, neither of them should have been doing it. <laughs> And uh, that's how I feel about the reggae stuff.
1: Yeah. I, uh, mm, man, you know, I'm going to have to, a uh, little bit of a spoiler alert. I'm going to have to, it's weird because, like, I like some of these Clash reggae songs more than The Police, but I think as a whole, the, the police I know did it you're, a I little think, better.
0: I disagree. I think Clash did it better. And why I think that, I and mean, why I think you think that, Alex, tell me if I'm right about your, my analysis of you. It is entirely uh, uh, Stuart Copeland. He's um, a far better reggae drummer than anybody in the Clash. Infinitely. E-
1: yeah. I think also, like, I just, I think I felt like the police discography was a little easier to to get through that for it, me too
0: it it was easier sure but i still think the clash even though i still hate both believe me i hate reggae i don't like <laughs> the way any of them did it. but if i had to go objectively i think the clash uh had way more uh interesting arrangements and uh they put it sounded like a lot more deep than police Who, why are we talking about the fucking police episode five we already did the police uh uh-huh. Man, UK five, was white
1: guy. guys it's doing yeah, yeah. yeah right but yeah we'll we'll get into what songs we think worked and yeah. what didn't so
0: okay backstory of the clash british punk what else
1: yeah uh mick jones was in a band called london ss uh managed by this guy named bernard rhodes who is a uh important player in the clash um he also managed the Sex Pistols and then, you know, that's how he was introduced to mm-hmm. punk music. And uh, they, they just felt like that was like a game changer. And then uh, Joe Strummer, who probably has like one of the funniest talking voices ever. Funniest and this,
0: singing voices as well.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna attempt to do an impression, but um, yeah, he was just kind of like in a bar band called like the 101s mm-hmm or mm-hmm. or the i don't 101ers. i don't know or maybe i'm just saying that because i'm in la but um
0: i think it's one ers yeah
1: yeah so they you know would recruit him and uh it's it's kind of funny how one of the the biggest most iconic punk bands in the world was uh manufactured a little little bit
0: a little bit but also uh they were punk for like 20 minutes and then <laughs> quickly went on to much bigger things or much more uh it's, yeah, deep things.
1: It's so interesting cuz I watched a little bit of the documentary to uh to prepare for this and uh yeah, they this felt like the Sex Pistols was so like revolutionary and they felt like that old-time rock and roll was dead, but and we'll get into it. Oh, how quickly they they returned to that old-timey rock and roll.
0: But here's the thing, I uh, like I think th- Clash, I I mean, I like them as a punk band, but I think they're so much better than that. And I fucking love punk and everything, but like writing wise, it is it's so not just we're going to play fast rock and roll. Uh, Right. No, they do a number of things. Uh, And it's actually making me one other thing my brother brought up, like I really want to we're going to cover the damned at some point pretty soon because like it's like the clash, the damned and sex pistols are like the three most impressive biggest ones out of England during that time period and Sex pistols are, we all know Sex pistols, but, uh, let's just say I'm a damned boy. If I had to go against the clash, I'm a damn boy. So nice. there, there's a lot of really interesting and I keep using the word deep, but it's like, it's so much more, uh, complex than just punk, which is what everyone thinks of because they, they cite sex pistols, which is still good, but it's like, you know, it's very straightforward, it's just aggressive ass rock and roll. Uh, I I I feel like almost conflicted calling the Clash of Punk band, really.
1: I mean, yeah, some people cite certain albums as post-punk, but...
0: Yeah. Uh, so, altogether, they got six albums. First one, 1977. Last one, 1985. So, if you, uh, you're ready, might as well jump in. I'm ready. Way. Hell yeah. So, this is the uh, first album self-titled, 1977.
1: pretty fun opener. I love it.
0: Yeah. Not the ideal opener. I think it's good, I think it's a solid opener. It worked for me anyway. Because there's That's the UK version. Right. We'll get into that. Actually, the w- <laughs> Know you say that about it being not a great opener, as soon as the drums come in, it feels like it drags the whole thing down, like, that, o- that is such a great intro, and then the drums like, feel somehow slower than everything else. I still like it a lot, though. Yeah, it's about
1: a uh, pop singer who ran a prostitution ring, so you know, good, good shit.
0: All right, so I was already digging it by that. I think this is... I, I like that song a lot. What about you, Alex?
1: So I think it's a good song, but then I found out the differences about the UK version and the US version. Right, right. The, the, the UK version is the version streaming. Yeah. You can make like a playlist with the US songs. So this is a, a bit of a uh, a complicated one. And maybe... Yeah. This may be a hot opinion, but I'm gonna go best personal favorite. Whoa! The U- U.S. version, the U S version.
0: I, I I so disagree. <laughs> I thought the U S version was infinitely weaker than the U K version. <laughs> I think the songs
1: they cut are like not a big deal. I yeah. think because the U S version came out later, I believe after they recorded their second album. Yeah, I think they became better writers and the songs that include that were included just boost the album in a way like um I think Clash like Clash City Rockers this is this a better opener. I thought it was a way worse opener.
0: <laughs> I thought it was significantly worse. <laughs> so glad we're
1: the, we're just gonna disagree for like everything. an hour and a half.
0: I know fuck I I think I just
1: think like yeah I think it's cool. I think like how you have, like, uh, remote control, which was, like, released against their their wishes. Was that it, not it was a, And then in response to that, they recorded complete control. So uh-huh. you get those two songs back to back on the I US like, one. I like
0: that one. I like complete control is real good. Real good.
1: Yeah, so I just think the songs that were admitted, uh, this was, like, by far the album I have the least problems
0: with. Oh man. Um, uh, I, I fucking I, I, like it, but uh, keep going, keep going, keep going.
1: Yeah. I know there, I know there's a big album, uh, you know, London calling. Yeah. But yeah. like, I like after that's what this podcast is for. I, I also had that album on a pedestal, but yeah, it's just after how you're listening feel. to it. It's how you feel. Yeah. After, after listening to this, it's it's off that pedestal so, for me.
0: So, uh, this was for like most of my, this entire, you know, two weeks, week and a half that we were listening to this band. Uh, this was like my favorite. I fucking I love yeah. it. I, I like this is absolutely what I like. And it's not now. It's not now, but it's not because it's just this is a rare episode or a rare band where I feel like my perseverance is going to change frequently. As of recording this, I like this one a tad less than another one, but I still fucking love it. I there's I don't have a problem with the UK version in anyway. I have no problem with any song. There's not a single a song that I don't at least enjoy in some way.
1: Let me let me pull up some of these. Uh, I do like some of the UK slang, um, but yeah, like I think like cheat and like. P- like protex blue which is it's like a minute 40 but it's just not like it's it's an okay song it doesn't like
0: yeah no it's fine That's that's the thing it's not like it's a it's a minute 47 it does nothing wrong it's not gonna like make the album for me but it definitely doesn't drag it down for me uh and it's funny you said uh remote control was was put against their wishes yeah. I fucking love that song so much. I was like so excited when it came on. Yeah, it's not a bad song. I don't know
1: why they hated it so much. It's not a bad song. That
0: was like the first in that song because it's track two on the UK version. Uh, that song was like the first indicator that I was like, oh, these guys are good writers. These are like, yeah, sure. This is pretty straightforward 70s punk, but God damn, that's those are great chord changes. Very unexpected. Um, yeah. And like and we've all heard White Riot. Everybody knows White Riot. It's like it's basically everywhere. They have a lot of really ubiquitous hits but uh i, st- I still think big, i still think it's wonderful hits. i still think that song is wonderful uh so bored with the usa come on so good
1: e- yeah yeah um that this uh, like i can i can also like appreciate how it kind of like opened the doors for for punk bands to start talking about politics and stuff like that very too. political very band. Very, yeah yes yes um also i should say um complete control they got like lee scratch perry one of their heroes like a reggae legend to fucking produce that song so that's really so that's like really fucking cool but um yeah white riot you know not you know really like paved the way for you know white punk bands to yeah. say hey you know you should support you know the black community and all that mm. um, uh, I I think some people like it but like hate and war I know it's like probably one of their more popular songs is but it? it just doesn't doesn't do much for me
0: you know what let me uh, refresh wait hate and war is that yeah okay let me refresh my memory for a second um. This. You throw it off Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do that it right sucked. now. This is a this is a hate and war. Okay. Yeah. This, yeah. I have no problem with this. I think it's fun. I think it's nice. And actually, one thing that I do like about this, and I think it's my favorite thing about this is that guitar player that guitar interplay mm-hmm.
1: so no, Mick, go keep going keep going mick jones is is very very smart smart man on the guitar
0: yeah what they do a lot they've been they do it basically every album and uh on that song specifically they they do it's uh, they play it like a reggae guitar would Clank clank, yeah blank. it's always in between the notes in between like in between the beat rather uh it's very rhythmic it's it's more of like a percussive set way of playing guitar more than a melodic way and uh, i think they do it really well most of the time it's very cool style
1: i will say at least on a song like that the the reggae influence isn't like so obvious it's It's like it's there if you're like a music nerd but i don't think a lot of people are going to be like oh yeah like i can hear the reggae well you definitely can um, on
0: police and thieves
1: oh That's yeah a police and thieves reggae song
0: and i actually i actually like that song I, yeah
1: yeah i i do too it was actually added at the 11th hour to like pad out the really? album and it doesn't even feel like it doesn't. It. It, it just
0: feels it feels like a palate cleanser like it
1: belongs l- yeah 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 like it belongs on the album that's what i Uh,
0: I already noticed immediately though like i hear i hear joe's fake jamaican accent don't don't fucking try to hide it. i hear it you fuck i'm on to you dude Uh, okay i see what you're trying to do his
1: his voice is wild it's interesting yeah and then um and then on the u.s version it's got that song white man in hammerstein yeah palaces which is you know about him attending a reggae concert and all that
0: it could be worse but uh, it wasn't for me yeah
1: yeah it's it's not a super strong song just kind of yeah talking about it and then uh some of my i feel like my favorite songs are like career opportunities and and like what's my name isn't even really super deep Compared to other Clash songs, but I just think it's a fun song.
0: That's actually "Where's My Name" uh, is a perfect example because it's super. It feels really good. It feels really good. It feels really heavy and 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 kind of punchy. Uh, It uses some pretty generic ass punk progressions, like these are these are chord changes that are in a lot of punk songs, but it works regardless. I think it's solid. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, uh, speaking of of Joe's fucking mush mouth voice, deny. I love it, but Ooh, my God, yeah. he is, it's intense on that song. It is intense.
1: Yeah. And uh, I think that's, yeah, that song was about their former, uh, one of their former guitar players who is like addicted to heroin. And it's like, in hindsight, this it, is not a cool song. They're like basically calling him a piece of shit. And I'm like, the dude's got a problem. Maybe, uh, maybe don't put him on black.
0: <laughs> no, no, I disagree. No, I've lived with drug addicts. They're, they need to be fucking shamed. Sometimes they do some horrible stuff. Uh, even if they have a they, problem, if, sometimes they, they need the shame to push them to get help for sure.
1: That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, they would, they would tolerate it later on with, uh, their, their, their drummer toper who's not on here. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, it's just, uh, interesting little mm-hmm. little note in the story of the clash and,
0: you, you and, don't need any and, and, kind of book to know that these guys were on drugs just listen to them
1: and also you know there's a
0: there's a little song called I fought the law but uh, you know we,
1: you, you, you've all heard that a heard times. That. it's only
0: on the US version by the way uh, yes which it's, it's a thing like it's one of those man they have a lot of ubiquitous songs like they are everywhere it's
1: insane yeah it's insane how like like yeah, how many like huge played out songs they have, and usually I feel pretty good about being able to separate like a played out song yeah. and separate it from its its fame. But like, man, these songs like I fought the law are just they're everywhere. They, they're, they're fucking everywhere. everywhere.
0: I could st- I was still able to separate it for for this band because if it, it, I, I do feel it, it changes in the context of the, of the albums. One thing I, one mm-hmm. one. Artist that I couldn't separate it was fucking Spice Girls with Wannabe This oh, yeah. is was the first <laughs> track on the album. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> check out that, that ridiculous episode if you can. Uh, 78, I believe is the number. Um, but this is, yeah, this, this album is the one that everybody in middle school and high school all had patches of and all, all they did was talk about th- this album in the class and how I needed to hear them and how I was a poser for not listening to them or whatever the fuck. Uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, I, I think they do better. But I do get it being uh, someone's best and personal favorite. Maybe not the U.S. version so much, Alex, but I do get it.
1: I think, you know, because I'm an ugly American. U.S. number one.
0: Woo! USA. But uh, that is uh, the U.S. version, Alex's best and personal favorite. I believe it is time to move on if you're ready. Yes. So this, we are now uh, following year. This is 1978. Give Him Enough Rope. I really like this song I didn't uh, I didn't love it On my first listen But I sure shit Love it now I fucking love it
1: It's Yeah It's really fun Um about their adventures of going to Jamaica and, and getting robbed. Like, of course. That's what always happens like, to
0: white guys in Jamaica, right? Yeah,
1: yeah I forget.
0: Jeffrey Lee from uh, Gun Club.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's who I was trying to think yeah. of, yeah. Gun Club episode.
0: So that sounds pretty straightforward. Uh, around halfway, it goes through like a, a little bit of a breakdown where it starts playing like these... these Three chords, simple three chords, that I felt are very moving. And then all these fucking backup vocals are coming in, all these layers start coming in, and it gets real interesting and super melodic. By the way, personal favorite.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's in an album that's not really talked about because when I was younger, I bought like this box set. It wasn't a fancy box set. This came with the first album, London Calling. In combat rock mm-hmm. and then i thought that was like all the clash had and then i found out about this album but it's it's definitely very interesting it's mm-hmm. uh it's when they added their their drummer you know we get the classic lineup of the clash here mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. stay pretty much until the end right um it's pr- it's produced by a guy who like produced all of blue Ace or cult stuff. Super weird. It's super weird.
0: Very interesting. But,
1: uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there's some, some good songs on here. Uh, obviously, you know, Tommy gun is, is fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I, when I first heard this, I thought it was a step down from the first album. I thought it was, uh, I was like underwhelmed by it. I thought okay, it was good. still good. still consistent, but on second listen, because what I was what I was hoping for, I was hoping for a bigger jump from the you know, the traditional seventies punk of the first album to something a little bit more, you know, a little bit more intricate. And it is, but not that much. It's still really punky, but you just take away that fucking expectation, and I think it's really fucking strong. And again, this is a thing where like it's my personal favorite right now, but tomorrow might be the first one or whatever. Um, but. I still liked it a lot. I kept wanting to go back to this one. Uh, and it's also the, the, the first album where they start just trying shit. They start trying shit. Like, uh, English Civil War sounds like a, like a medieval punk song. It has, like, the progressions of old medieval music. Uh, and Julie's been working for the Drug Squad. Let's hey. like a novelty 50s rock and roll, but it's charming as shit. I think it works.
1: Both those songs are weird to me because, uh, like, English Civil War, they use uh, the when Johnny comes marching home thing, Mm -hmm. but it's like thrown over like the 50s rock and roll stuff. So you get like, uh, I can't even remember the ants go marching one by one. Hurrah. Hurrah. But the music is not that. It's just, yeah, it's just the vocals. And then uh, Julie's been working for the drug squad, is like, it's based on like one of the biggest drug busts in England, uh, LSD. This a huge. It was a huge story in London, and it's just like, oh, we're let's write about LSD, but like not do any of the the trippy psychedelic tropes. I like it. Like, I like. It. I think I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: so uh, um, also, last game in town. It's basically the same shit as Julie's work for the Joke Squad, uh, and I think it's bad for pacing of the album. But I think it's a better song overall. It's got some beautiful progressions in there.
1: Yeah. Um. Backtracking a little bit, I was gonna say, um, you you were saying like, oh, it, they're they're trying stuff, they're trying new mm-hmm. things, and like, there's so many bands that have like these growing pain albums where it's so obvious it's growing pains and they're. They're just trying to do something where, like, there's really not anything bad about this. Yeah. It doesn't have like the hits, but and you know, there's the the cliche, the sophomore slump. Yeah. This is not a no. This is not a sophomore slump at
0: all. No, it's strong. It's strong as shit, and it's very consistent. It's well written, uh, and like again, like it's just, it's not like any of these are fucking fan makers or super mind blowing. It's all just really consistent. And I, I just found that, and it's not even, it's not a long album at all either. So oh, I just kept wanting, to, like as an as a whole album, I think this is right exactly what I want. You know, it's, it's a little bit punky, a little bit more intricate, a little bit more uh, better production, more better instrumentation, a little bit more uh, moving toward uh, like kind of a post-punk type type situation. But more a whole than than any individual song whereas later on they got some fucking singles that are like fuck this is real good the whole album is really long though this is the, this is what i like this is condensed consistent maybe nothing too uh, exciting individually but as a whole hell yeah mhm
1: i will say i think it has one of the most interesting clash songs on it um stay free yeah it's uh it's like a bromance, you know, for Mick Jones bruv Robin Cocker. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of like a replacement thing where it's like this sweet, like ambiguous thing, and maybe, maybe they're gay, maybe they're not, <laughs> but there's this a level of like sincerity and sweetness to it where most clash songs are like um they're like news stories. They're very specific. Yeah. It's about it's about this they reference very specific things and that's fine mm-hmm. but this is like one of those songs where like oh maybe it's maybe it's not what you think it
0: is yeah it's also it's a real nice song overall too it, it does a good job breaking up some of the more traditional rockers on here uh, i like the i like its placement on the album also uh <clears throat> mm-hmm. that's the thing yeah like it yeah i was disappointed at first because i thought i was hoping for a bigger step from the first album but it, I don't, I don't I don't think it matters uh overall if you just kind of take that out of it. You take it out of the you don't listen to it chronologically, just listen to it on its own. I think uh I it, again, my personal favorite might change from day to day, but right now it's this one. Yeah. So if there's
1: Also uh I will just say I like the title Drug Stabbing Time. It's funny to me, but um it's uh it's funny it's not that angry it's just there's a saxophone on it there's
0: they're not that angry of a band uh it's <laughs> no no they really are but they are real good at using saxophones and horns which you're gonna hear a lot more of later or in an album uh they, they go they run wild so if you're ready yeah we're on to the i'm ready. highest reviewed album in the world <laughs> This is like... Yes. So, okay, here we are. Where me pull it up. This is uh, 1979's London Calling. God damn it. It's not playing. I got it. I got it. Oh, boy.
1: (laughs) Ever everybody's heard this um oh yeah this one sorry this song i can like i can separate it a little bit i'm probably not gonna listen to it too much but like i understand why it's played out like
2: I think I
1: think it's fucking awesome song. Yeah, like the intro, the buildup is is yeah. fucking great. I just hate every time someone in a movie goes to London, fucking.
0: It's a little on the nose. Real, real on the nose. Um,
1: objectively, a great fucking song though. I I get I get why people gravitate to it.
0: As do I. As do I. So I'm assuming you've all heard that song. So let's talk. I'm sorry, best. But here's the thing. I'm not
1: yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah, this is everyone's best clash album. And it's not that and I didn't want to like I just have to listen to my, my heart, dude. Like, I don't want to agree with everyone, but I don't want to intentionally disagree with everyone. It is, I think, their absolute best of what they're what like their absolute peak creativity, creativity-wise, mm-hmm. and writing-wise and arrangement-wise. And uh, diversity-wise, too, but I don't at all think this is a perfect album. I have no idea why it's like 100 on Metacritic, why it's so fucking ridiculously uh, uh, acclaimed. I think it's overrated as all hell, but it is a fucking great album with a mm-hmm. good representation of what they're good at. I just don't get it. I th- I don't get that much. I think
1: there's some pacing issues here. I think there's some indeed fucking weird track choices like indeed like yeah London call it I'm fucking fired up and then it's like you're just gonna hit me over the head with like this homage to like the 1950s with like brand new Cadillac
0: it's not I like it I don't like his vocals on there. It's not for me, man. But it's (laughs) it's also before I get into that song specifically, Joe on this album, this is where you take it or leave it. If you don't accept (laughs) his vocals here, you're you're done. Before the last two albums, it really fits in with the whole punk thing. He's kind of shouting. He's his slurring and his mumbling doesn't really matter here. He's, for sure trying to sing and it's weird it's a weird sound there's, and they're really rough on brand new cadillac there,
1: yeah there's just a lot of like <laughs> since we're talking about his vocals um two of my favorite performances on here are spanish bombs because yeah i love british people trying to say spanish or ta- oh dude it's
0: fucking say anything in spanish hilarious i know I, I i hear you yeah i hear you loud and clear but spanish bombs is my favorite song on the album i adore that song i fucking love that song so much
1: yeah it's so much it's not bad i'm just saying when they sing in spanish it, it makes me laugh i don't think it's an awful I, it, song just right. the, the it attempt gets,
0: it gives me flashbacks of New York dolls in, uh, what's his face? Oh, David saying Vietnamese eh. baby. Yeah. Da,
1: da, Wonderful. Da, da,
0: da, oh boy. <laughs> so what else? Okay. This okay. is a big, out. Oh, an- but, another go ahead. The right profile is by far the most mushmouth mouth. Uh, I like that. Okay, no, I'm putting it on because I do like that song, and I think the horns on there are fucking spectacular, but it, it, my, his voice is not it's not ringing a bell right it's now. It's the most mushed mouth ever. Here we go. Yep, you're right. I already remember it. Yeah. I already remember it. <laughs> Let our listeners get a taste Say. of this. These horns are incredible. I love them. Right, right. Right, right.
2: A place in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a to <laughs> Everybody
0: says he's alright. Everybody say, what's he like? Yeah, he's right. He's a. <laughs> this kid, this, this is the least sober sounding man I've ever heard sing a song in my entire life. He
1: went full Stallone on this song. Yeah. Um,
0: it, I literally watched Rocky yesterday, and that's what's an interesting coincidence. Um, oh, yeah. Good ass movie. Uh, uh, what the fuck? Okay, so back to the 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 diversity of this thing. I really I get. It seems like it was very intentional to put brand new Cadillac second because it it goes from this weird kind of dark rocker, which is the title track, to like a better secret version of Secret Agent Man, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of spy sounding. And then track three, Jimmy Jazz. I fucking love Jimmy Jazz. I it's so fucking uplifting and j- well it's literally called Jimmy Jazz it's very jazzy uh, and it's n- unlike every other song they've done it's like oh they're not only are they trying something completely different it doesn't sound awkward at all
1: I don't like Jimmy Jazz but you I heartless like- bitch
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I wrote that down on my notes too that that is good placement because now you've had three Completely different songs that don't yep. sound anything like each other. You know, after Jimmy Jazz, anything and everything is on the table here.
0: Absolutely. And after that is Hateful, which I think is damn good. I think Hateful is damn good. You. uh that's Piece some... of shit, Alex. <laughs> I. Can... I re- Go ahead. I, I feel like
1: it's this it's all over the place. At the very least, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting.
0: fucking so fun. This is <laughs> like the first half of this album, I think is incredible. The second half is where it kind of, I mean, it's not even the second Ooh, half. This is a long album. There's a lot of good stuff later on, but like, so the first thing that really I, drops it for me, and I'm and i and I'm not the only person who thinks this, fucking Lost in the Supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's whatever but um
0: no i've Matt, had this i've had this this thought for years now yeah. i have always considered the true definition of hell to be wandering aimlessly around a supermarket while that song plays on loop for eternity <laughs> i cuz i used to work at a grocery store and that song would often come on and i felt really? like I, i'm not kidding dude so I, I was like this is this is hell this is absolute hell like i fucking hate that song so much i it's not a bad song i get why people would like it it's super so- uh, you see what it inspired like that song this is 79 and you hear all the late 80s early 90s alternative rem bullshit that directly drew from this it's crazy
1: oh yeah they they definitely helped birth ska music um those man those hi-hats are so snappy like yeah it's a it's a weird choice um i think my favorite song on the album is uh, "The Guns of Brixton." Really, and I'm like, I this like, I'm like, yeah, that's that's like white people reggae that I'm okay with. It's more, it's a little darker. It's it not,
0: it's not like happy no, reggae. It's dark um, reggae. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's rare you hear reggae where it's not just like everything is. That's that's every yeah. reggae song ever fucking made, but this one. I I, it works i dig it i dig it as well no one's picking it up
1: on that song
0: no no they're dropping it they're dropping it hard because they're sad
1: let me tell you about some songs i fucking hate oh boy
0: wrong them boy okay i agree okay okay (laughs) we're on the same page it's scott Mm -hmm. it's scott i fucking hate it
1: it. (laughs) it's it's bad uh good
0: horns though great fucking horns the horns in this album are absolutely awesome
1: uh the card sheet.
0: Mm. I, same I not for me I don't like it either
1: and then hands down the worst song on this album why like it should like disqualify it from a fucking perfect rating is lovers rock
0: okay that shit I, okay yeah we're, we're on the same page we're on the same page
1: that shit straight up garbage all out the yeah. other songs like maybe it's just me but I don't know how anyone anyone can say lovers rock is a good fucking song
0: i i don't like lovers rock at all i don't like the card cheat. i don't like wrong and Boyle at all i think revolution rock is fucking awful i feel like a bunch of people like it but it drags yeah. and drags and drags and i don't like death of glory either another song i feel everyone will like death except for me glory. yeah and so like technically on like a song to song basis. I kind of dislike this one more than you, but like <laughs> there's something about it where it's just, even though, even though I hate a lot of the presentation of this, like I'm not a ska guy. I'm not a reggae guy, but it's well-written for the most part, for the most part. And it's diverse enough. It's like, a, it's a, what would you call it? It's like a, it's a perfect resume for like, here's all the things we can do and how yes. fucking immaculate we can pull it off because uh, this sounds like a very expensive album. Like this sounds, the production wise, oh, yeah, it yeah. sounds very expensive. There are so many, so many musicians on here and so many instruments. It's like, <clears throat> it's really impressive, but it also doesn't sound super produced. Uh, you know, it doesn't sound like it was uh made for TV, like, kind of like the in that in that kind of yeah. way.
1: Yeah, it's still it's still who the Clash are. Yeah. There's there's not like, oh, we're trying to be punk. It's still very sincere in who they very are. Very sincere as, as musicians.
0: Yeah, like y- y- even though it sounds like it has the budget of something that was made for TV, uh, none of it sounds like it's trying hard, very, very hard at all. Mm-hmm. And I do mean that in, in a good way.
1: I will say, uh, I also think I'm Not Down is an underrated, uh, crash oh, song. Hell yeah. Hell it, yeah. It, it's kind of like Thin Lizzy a little bit. You got some galloping guitars yeah. and, um, also Train in Vain, whatever. <laughs>
0: Which what, what song? Which song? Dude. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. That's the song. Yeah, that song? Uh, that's the song that people will probably think is called Stand By Me. <laughs> it's called Stand By Me. Uh. Another yet again another fucking massive song. I like that's the last song on the album. It doesn't it doesn't trigger any kind of like uh you know previous associations for me just because it's like, hey, I've already put it in the context of this massive fucking album. Also, album is way too long. It's very long. It's very long. It's
1: it's technically a double album. Um, yeah. If it was released in modern times with CDs, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be. But at the time, this yeah. this is a double album. It makes
0: sense. Yeah. Uh, the thing is it it also bothers me more because of like how much i don't think ron and boyo or lovers rock or revolution rock really fucking need to be on here so it's like this is long and it doesn't need to be that long
1: i almost wonder if it's like back in the day if if it's like uh we got like three three sides might as well just pump out some other songs to fill up that that, that really makes sense. Side.
0: I don't know if that's if that's the case either, but it it, it makes a lot more sense just for the uh, I don't know, actually, yeah,
1: value or,
0: maybe value for sure, and also like uh I don't know, like symmetry. I don't know, like yeah. four is better than three. I have no idea, but because I some people like,
1: like you, you press two
0: discs, just fucking record more, yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> But yeah, I, I is it is it still a hundred on Metacritic? It's fucking gotta be. There's no because I remember being
1: Every, it, everyone's I, just gonna pretend like Lovers Rock doesn't fucking exist.
0: Yeah, or doesn't blow. Uh, let me see.
1: I am slowly one-handed
0: typing. I am, I'm trying to find it as well. We're so we're both so fucking slow. <laughs> like like. I'm seeing perfect scores across the board. No, it's not. It's perfect scores, except for spin gave it a seven out of 10. Ooh. So, again,
1: spin, the voice of reason here. I still <laughs> disagree.
0: I think it's a solid fucking nine. <laughs> I think it's like an eight and a half to a nine. But, you know, A plus five, 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 five. like all these five stars. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why this is. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. Um, but it was it was i guess it was at the right time it, it seemed like to have been released at the perfect fucking time
1: that is a lot of uh yeah a lot of lot
0: of bands it's timing Indeed. but still even even though i shat all over it i still think it's their best i think it's a perfect representation this was my first out my first entry point into the band and i don't know if it's a, a good place to start because I don't have an appreciation for how far they've come with their abilities coming here first. Like I,
1: I get it, but also I don't love it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe start here. <laughs> maybe not. I don't, I couldn't tell you. Cause like, again, like I didn't love it as much when I started here, but I like it more now that I didn't, or now that I heard everything else in context, it's like the complete opposite of how I felt with given rope where I, I like mm-hmm. it better out of context and I like this one better in context. Interesting. Um, but even still, whatever. Legendary album, I guess. Okay, sorry. Uh, moving on. If you're ready to a, for a big one.
1: I, I'm ready. Uh, a first for us on the podcast.
0: This is a big, a big album. This is... Alex, how long is the, this album?
1: This album, according to Wikipedia... Is a hundred and forty four (gasps) minutes.
0: This is two hours, twenty four minutes of. Well, we're gonna talk about it. This is nineteen eighties Sandinista. I love this song. I don't.
1: I love it. It's so misleading, though. It's so misleading.
0: Oh, it's very misleading. (laughs) Not because
1: I thought we were getting a disco album, but because this is, this is, I think it's real fucking good and This is, uh, it's a journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hearing Joe sing disco is fucking hilarious. I love it. I'll throw this on at a party.
2: He's
0: just slurring all over this dancey beat. <laughs>
1: if I ever like DJ, uh, go back to like DJ sleazy bars. You see me
2: DJ in a sleazy bar. This song's coming off. I dance to it.
0: All right, oh, man. that's so disco. All right. Ooh, let's talk. let's have least, a little chit
1: chat Alex least favorite
0: and I get you one hundred percent, and I was right there with you and i this was and I wrote down at one point I had to 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 delete mm. it from my notes, but I wrote down it's gonna be real hard to top this for least favorite
1: we like we we jokingly off air. When we found out how long this was, like, oh, it's getting, it's getting worse. Least favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um. I Before under- even
0: hearing it, we, we heard we we made that joke. Yeah.
1: Um. I get why you saved it for something else, but yeah. I'm like, hey, I got two negative accolades or accolades. Let me let me spread the love out. And that's this what I is- thought
0: too. I get you. I get you completely. And the only reason why I, I was like, I can't give it least favorite because I think there are some actual beautiful songs on here a few There are there are there's some great it's not songs worth it. it's
1: not worth it though
0: no no it's not worth listening to the whole two and a half fucking hours but they're there and i will pick them out and i'm glad they exist that is mm-hmm. it There's something <laughs> else i can't say that about something else so
1: sure <laughs> th- this
0: oh my god so one thing i have to give this album super huge credit for it is beefy and extremely diverse you have no idea what genre is coming next. Like the first five songs are all come. It's like even, it's like what London calling did, but way more. Like yeah. it starts out with disco and then it goes to fucking, uh, Hitspell UK, which is like Hot commercial garbage. music. Yeah. Hot it sucks. It's awful, but it's like completely different again. And then you mm-hmm. get fucking reggae with, you know, Junko partner. Uh, and then I also fucking Meas- hate that song. Ivan meets G.I. Joe, more danceable shit, but not in a not in a disco way like the opener. And it, like it's just it keeps it. And then you got fucking the leader, fifties rock and roll. Now keep in mind, I think all these songs blow. I think they all suck, but they're all at least completely different. They mm-hmm. don't get it doesn't get boring on that end at least. Now please shit on it.
1: So Ivan meets G.I. Joe. I think that would have been an awesome song if they this reeled in the laser noises there's non-stop laser noises
0: <laughs> there's a lot of laser sounds Why? there's so Why? many
1: lasers <laughs> i think it's a good song but the laser noise is just fucking uh there's man. a lot of lasers
0: it was really funny it was really funny it actually oh my god we have to go back to linda calling for a second oh yeah uh, the gun the guns of brixton there yeah. are spring sounds in there boy sounds all over that song
1: i didn't even know i'm going back after this and listening to it that
0: is a serious and dark political song and you're hearing all over the place it's fucking hilarious i have no idea why they did that what the fuck i Um, i encourage everyone to fucking listen for that it's so funny but again they're not they're not strangers to stupid ridiculous sounds i think it's not good musically but it's
1: fucking hilarious um, also I will say they went triple because the label told them releasing a double album with London calling was a bad idea. They shouldn't do it. And it's a huge fucking hit. And then, so they were like, fuck you. We're going to go triple this time. They took a pay cut so it could be affordable to people. Um,
0: they flew too close to the sun doing that. Yes, they did. And they really yeah, did. this is. So absurdly too long that I can't even I can't even fucking explain it properly. I'm so I'm so upset about it. So, so
1: something about England, more hot garbage. It I, uses fucking. it uses this genre called music hall, which I guess is one of the oldest British music genres. Should have fucking yeah. done it.
0: Shouldn't have done it. So that song uh, on my first listen to this, I was like, oh, this is okay, and by It's okay. I mean, I don't hate it like the rest. And then on second listen, I was like, no, I was just so grateful that it wasn't 50s rock and roll or reggae that I accepted (laughs) this piece of shit as okay. It's not okay. It's not okay at all, but I will defend with my life. Rebel Waltz. I think it's fucking gorgeous. Gorgeous.
1: That's the one of the first songs that doesn't feel corny. It's the first good
0: song and it's track seven. That's (laughs) pretty deep.
1: Yeah, it's deep cut. Um, and then they're like already like giving you remix shit. They have one more time, and then they do one more dub, which is this um, dub for. It's just like, oh, geez so,
0: so one more, yeah, one more time, and then one more dub after that. It's, pretty, it's not good, but one thing I'll, I will mention, but one more time is that it's a reggae song, but the the drums aren't doing anything reggae. They're playing like a straightforward mm-hmm. rock beat. And somehow that makes it, it kind of almost tricks your brain like this isn't a reggae song, but it really is. Mm-hmm. Th- that was interesting to me. I don't like the song. I didn't enjoy it, but that, w- that definitely st- stuck out to me. But <clears throat> before that, uh, you got Look Here. I think that is so damn fun. It's like, uh, it's like Jazzy Chase music with like group, mm-hmm. group vocals. That's fun as fuck. They've never done a single song like that ever again. Uh, I
1: like th- I like the music on that one, but the vocals—I
0: don't mind them. Kill it for me. They're, they're not great. There's there's a lot of instances where the vocals definitely ruin songs for me, but not that one. Uh, somebody got murdered. Classic Clash. I Think it's solid. Solid. Uh, man, there's just so many. I don't. We can't go through every song. There's literally like 36 songs on here. I think. Uh, uh, is there? Th- yeah, 36. Uh, fuck, that's all a lot right. of songs. <laughs> but. What else? What other highlights? Because there's just so much yeah, here.
1: Yeah. I like lightning strikes. I think what should have happened, this should have been full blown disco album.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. I I think uh, that would have been interesting. Um, so a
0: two and a half hour long disco album. You heard it. You heard no, it. no, no, no. One disc. One disc.
1: <laughs> fuck. Fuck that. No, not no. <laughs> i think if the clash did a one one disc disco album uh, would have been amazing it um, would have
0: been very interesting for, for their entire uh, legacy i think i think
1: uh one of the like stronger reggae songs i guess the equalizer um i think so huh
0: no c- c- go ahead go
1: oh um i like it it's just it's really long it, 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 there's a lot of songs on here that just feel long for the sake
0: of being long which a lot is for sure well one thing um, about the, the, the equalizer I, I got it you got to give a, a lot of credit because those are some incredible weird spacey violins
1: oh yeah yeah i love <laughs> it. yeah it's great
0: and those aren't it's like you never hear a reggae song with violins period but when they're done like that that's really cool awesome production amazing production i don't really like the song but i think it's produced like a beast
1: yeah it's also funny that they bought in this violin player he has a very oh. funny funny name his name is tim <sighs> tim dog and i swear he's not a rapper but there is a rapper named Isn't Tim Dogs.
0: timon timon or timon oh timon yeah t-y-m-o-n
1: I just... I just assumed it was pronounced Tim cuz whatever. I'm I'm going to pretend it's Tim Dogs, but uh, <laughs> he is the rapper. Yeah, uh he he does like the lead vocals on the song uh Lose This Skin. And that's just a weird song. I don't know how I feel about it.
0: So, uh Lose This Skin. His his voice, first of all, I thought it was a woman. I think he's a horrible yeah. singer. He's a horrible <laughs> singer. And I I think he legit ruins what is actually a good song. That's how much I hate his fucking voice. Damn. Yeah, not for me, not for me. But and then, I, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Oh, this is shit on like why on top of a length. The last part of this album, side six, if you're like the last six tracks are just fucking remixes, pretty much.
0: How, explain
1: they're this dub versions of previous songs or like like career opportunities but like kid kid spot version
0: yeah yeah the child song version and also uh you have the, at the end of which song is it where the like children singing guns of brixton
1: oh um at least that was this ta- uh, that's on broadway broadway it, yeah it wasn't at least that wasn't, like, a full-blown kid spot cover, yeah.
0: Yeah, but, um, look, but before that, there's still some some solid shit, like, Up in Heaven I think is, like, you know, fucking awesome Billy Idol-style 80s rock. Uh, You'd hear that in fucking Vice City or something. Um, I think Let's Go Crazy is hilariously tropical, but I, I think it's nice. It's, nice.
1: it's I also, nice. I also wrote tropical for uh, that song. I think this is probably, um, what's his name? I think it's Topper's like best like his best drumming really um, because there are songs like that where I'm like man I don't like it but like the drumming is so good like mm-hmm. if music can talk like I don't like that song but the drumming is so good
0: that one yeah that one is like it, I'm not going back to it but it could be worse I think that song could mm-hmm. be a lot worse uh, but uh, the last the last main song that i think actually no. it there's a couple things i want to know because we we both mentioned tropical on this album there is a ton of i don't know it's not still drums but it, or maybe it's a marimba or like a keyboard mimicking a marimba or something but there's so much of that shit on here uh washington bullets is another one where it's just all over it uh, i like it i think it's cool it's cute more than that interesting i think but uh what's what's called the sound of sinners. I really like that one. It gives me some fucking hardcore CCR gospel vibes from a, from a a writing standpoint. But the production I think is real creepy. It's super big. It's almost like a cathedral like, which is, I bet it's, it's probably not a coincidence because the song is about, you know, religious, religious Mm -hmm. stuff. And it sounds like in this big, giant cathedral but it sounds like southern gospel so it has like these three distinct uh in the kind of in the same spirit but very different genres all mushed into one song and i think i i like it i like it a lot
1: i'm gonna go back and listen to that song because she sold me and i think maybe i just got lost in the sauce and overlooked the positive qualities of that song i didn't even have any notes about it so i'm I'm game to go back and check that song out.
0: It's definitely, it's very interesting. There's a lot of really good stuff on here. That's, again, this has a lot, like, and again, Chaya Don't Surf, that's fucking great. The fucking, the experimental shit on here, I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. There's just, there's very little of it and they don't do it anywhere else. This is the only album they do it, like uh, Men's Forth Hill. I think it's fucking great. Really, I, dude. How do you not like that? It's, it's it's fucking psychedelic. It's psychedelic, but it's super like sad and me- like melodic.
1: It's because it's something about England, but backwards.
0: Ah, I and think it works though.
1: And then. And then it, his junkie slip, yeah. And then junkie slip is right after. So
0: I I knew you wouldn't like that one. I knew, dude. It fucking. I like it. I like it, dude. It oh ch- man. So for anyone who hasn't heard junkie slip, it's like the Clash's version of the lime and the coconut song, but yeah. <laughs> except I don't hate it. Or <laughs> I think you know. It's fucking I think you should cute. give the audience the taste of that. We got no. Yeah, we we got yeah. it for sure. This one, it's too fucking weird. Oh boy, where yeah. is it? I gotta find it in this massive place. Here we go. This is junkie slip. (laughs) It's just so lime in the coconut. It's stupid, sure. But they've mm-hmm. never done this before. It's still they're still trying shit. Fair, <laughs> fair.
2: It's yeah. almost like yeah. Devo a little bit too. It actually,
0: yeah, very Devo-esque. Yeah, it's like a very clean produced Devo. Mm-hmm. not quite as good as evil episode three uh man we actually covered devo i i feel like i i need to do some fucking like um uh, like uh what's what's the word some course correcting from that devo episode i i, need, I definitely don't agree with my picks for that episode uh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah i've changed over time for sure but uh, yeah uh we, where am i where am i where am i uh
1: yeah i mean i i think i've It's a long fucking album. I'm not going to go over every fucking track. No,
0: no, but there's still some, there's certain things like, um, again, with the psychedelic, like uh, Silicon and Sapphire again, it's, I think it's fucking cool. It's weird and psychedelic and interesting. It's just, you throw it at the end of a two and a half hour long album and I couldn't even enjoy it. Like I wrote, like my notes sound pissed off and tired like i have periods everywhere like <laughs> after every word is a period like it's just too damn long this is not really ma- I, I can't in a, a million years ever recommend someone listen to this in one sitting and i did it in one sitting for both times that i listened to it like they, oh they, they shit they I, went back to back but they were all in one sitting
1: you know what i did what i did each disc every time i had a meal so i had breakfast i listened to disc one i had lunch i listened to disc two and dinner disc three and
0: um, that's, that's even doing so that
1: even doing that i felt like i was listening to the album all day
0: yeah you literally were though you fucking yeah. literally were oh uh, yeah this there's so much good on here and there's so i love how they're still fucking like not afraid to to just play with some ridiculous dumb genre that they've never done before and play with silly sounds but there is so much fucking reggae on here this is you can I bet you can remove an hour of reggae on this album that's how much is on here
1: oh like I said you could remove the last six tracks I think this could have been a double album
0: yeah no easily easily and it would have been infinitely better and easier to sit through Uh,
1: I think the best way to consume this is like uh, there's probably people who love it, but if you don't love it, I think the best way to consume this is just fucking make a playlist. Yeah. Like whenever you like a song, just fucking add it to your playlist and be be done with this beast.
0: And that is what we're doing for the playlist that you're gonna find in, in the description. So we, we got you covered for at least our picks. Uh, but goddamn it, let's let's finally move on from this godforsaken album, which I will fucking never come back to, except for those few songs. Oh, boy. So this is Alex's least favorite. I understand it completely. Anybody who defends this album must really like reggae. That's the <laughs> only thing I could, I could possibly say. Uh, but now we're on to another big album, but in a yes. slightly different way. In a very different way. If you've seen Stranger Things, you'll be feel right at home here. Uh, this is 1982's Combat Rock. good opener yep 100 Mm -hmm. um
1: also i i forget when they fired their manager bernard rhodes but they bought him back into the fold here to kind of recapture some of that that Fire punk energy.
0: Interesting because I would say this is one of their least punk albums.
1: Uh kinda yeah. But I I liked it way more than I thought I would. Me
0: too. Me too.
2: Oh uh. you had the right <laughs>
1: I, like, almost wanted to compare it to Metallica's Black Album, but, like, mm, no, it's not like... It's not like a total 180 on their sound. No.
0: it's it's It feels like a natural progression, but it does a few things that the last album didn't do at all, and vice versa.
1: Which is, uh, give you a short, nice...
0: Start to finish listen, <laughs> uh, a digestible listen for sure, but also not very much reggae on here. Not very much at all. There's like no one reggae song. There's that song. Um,
1: car jamming kind of ruins whatever whatever good vibes. I
0: disagree. I like it as well. I dig it. I dig it. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> but, but yeah, this has got. Go ahead.
1: This has got like three three big. Big songs on here. Should I big. say? Or should I go?
0: Big. Yep. Should I say? Or should I go? And then immediately following it,
1: fucking rock the Casbah. I
0: which, like yep. Yeah.
1: Sure, it's a pop song, but uh, I think you know if it wasn't blown out, it, I might feel like the way I feel about like Magnificent Seven.
0: I have never been a fan of Should I Say or Should I Go or Rock the Casbah ever. I never Ooh. liked them, and. I can't for the life of me understand why Rock the Casper is like their most favorite song. I I don't get it. It's not bad. I don't think it's a bad song at all, but, but why? What?
1: Because what happened was um was MTV new? I think
0: MTV was new. Yeah, this or is new ish. Yeah, 82. It was around for like a couple of years.
1: And so it there were these waves of uh, British like 80s, 80s, bands and the, that song kind of fell in line with that and a lot of american audiences felt it was like uh i've i don't know the name of the band but like the my, our house is in the middle oh, of this madness. yeah Ugh. so it it kind of like <laughs> fell into that that category of 80s pop music yep. and a lot of people thought they were bad like that they didn't know their their history or, mm. or what they were about but um i'm i'm kind i'm trying to look this up and then the other one is straight to hell oh um, I, I
0: like it i like it a lot
1: i think it's a fucking rad song um and what we're getting at here is it was sampled in the MIA song paper planes um I don't know if she sampled it or Diplo, um, but wh- whoever was like listening to this album and they caught that, like it's like I think it's one of the greatest samples ever. Interesting, and, uh, interesting. It it keeps the the album relevant because before that would have just been like a cool deep cut, but yeah. now it's like iconic.
0: Interesting. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff on here, and I, and I mean, there's a lot. of stuff I don't love on here, but still. Uh, Ray, Red Angel Dragnet, I think is very cool. Very cool as well. Uh, and, oh crap, my notes are going all over the place. Uh, I do think it's very front-loaded.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, there's cause... a lot more,
0: it's a lot dancier overall in this one. I feel like that, the the thing I mentioned at the very beginning, their proclivity to, to play guitar reggae, even in non-reggae songs, that little, the little rhythmic glang, glang, It's it's a lot on here. There's a lot of that on here. It feels it's it's almost like a it's like a really jagged rhythmic guitar on this entire on this entire album.
1: Um yeah, the So yeah, all the like all the dope stuff, first six track, and then side two was fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um Overpowered by Funk. There's nothing overpowering about that song.
0: I wrote the opposite. It is definitely overpowering, but it's not in a good way and
1: <laughs> interest,
0: yeah, I just like for
1: for how like well in my opinion, I think they write good disco songs. I thought they could write like a good funk song. they cannot
0: i i not for me I'm although I'm not a huge funk guy to to begin with uh not not for me and also. Uh, Sean Flynn is an interesting one because it is. I I thought th- there's something to it's it. More of I I don't think it's it's like just short of being. It's like just not quite experimental enough for me to to really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, that song "Straight to Hell" or like they almost feel like jammy holdovers from Sandinista yeah, a little bit. A
0: little bit. There it's it's like. I, I like where it started off. I like the foundation of it. And it's kind of experimental. It, they're kind of playing with stuff, but it's just like there, there isn't enough elaboration as it goes on. It's too long for what, how little it does. Uh, it kind of relies on that, that foundation for the whole thing. It felt like it, it had potential and I didn't, didn't love it in the end.
1: And now we get to talk about one of the funniest fucking songs. Which? Ghetto. Defendant Featuring A Mr. Allen Ginsberg Doing Spoken word shit on it
0: Oh right I I didn't know that was him I think it's fucking hilarious Explain Explain Alex What the hell
1: Uh, Hold on I gotta look up I gotta look up the lyrics for this Like this It's so like spoken word deadpan Yeah I think I think what I read was that, like, Ginsburg is supposed to be the voice of God.
0: Oh, really?
1: (laughs) I didn't know that. It's like, starving Metropolis. Hooked on Metropolis. Addicted to Metropolis. Do the worm on Acropolis. Uh, Slam dance, Cosmopolitis.
0: That's so fucking annoying. That is, like, that. that, it's... Listen, it's <laughs> like the only reggae song on the album. Honestly, it fucking
1: makes me laugh. It's
0: stupid. I like the song a little bit. <laughs> it's got a lot of moodiness to it. Like, to take away the spoken word bullshit. Like, it has. It's again. It's in in a, in a similar in a similar stylings to the the Equalizer from the last one or Guns of Brixton from the one before <laughs> it. It's like a, it's reggae, but it's got this hint of moodiness to it, this hint of darkness. And I, I always appreciate taking a genre that I don't like and doing something different with it always appreciate that even if i don't fucking want to hear it all the time
1: might have worked if alan ginsburg wasn't on it never but never put a anywhere
0: they're not fun dude. They're not, they never make things happier oh god
1: or like i don't like have it this be like an interlude not part of the fucking song i don't know he's a weird looking dude i don't yeah. know much about him
0: no nor do i I mean, I don't care. I don't like poetry, but you know, it's fucking wacky. It's, <laughs> uh, but, but uh, yeah. so Inoculated City, fine. I think it's good. It's solid too. But like, I actually really dig the old timiness of Death is a Star. I think it's, uh,
1: interesting. I like it as a
0: closer. It's a little bit anticlimactic, but it's, it's like sing-songy, old-timey. I am a sucker for that kind of bullshit. I, I love ragtime. If you know, long-time <laughs> listeners know, I fucking love me some ragtime. Like, I don't know. I just uh, I like that kind of. It's it's uh, quaint to me. But like, even the second half, I said it's front-loaded. I don't think the second half is like bad in any, like really bad. It's just like they floored it on the first half and then coasted on the second half. They're like, all right, we're not yeah. gonna, we're, yeah. gonna d- we're not gonna That's nosedive, fun. but we're just gonna keep it here.
1: That's fair. Also, Topper was fucking pretty strung out on heroin.
0: Was he? So, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Was he the only one?
1: Uh, I think so. I think so. I think if the... uh, I I can't be for sure I didn't finish the fucking documentary because I didn't feel like they were talking about the band. They were this kind of Talking about the songs oh, in the right, documentary, right. It,
0: yeah, with the 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 legacy of fucking London Calling and who would influence in- it, it.
1: Yeah, it's a cool documentary if you like the Clash, but they they don't really like. You're not getting like behind the music. Shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the juicy stuff, man. That's what we want. We don't give a fuck about who it influenced. Or about how Amy Winehouse Hell loved your yeah. music. Who gives a fuck? Dude, I swear to God, everything on VH1 is how Amy Winehouse loved this band. It's like fucking ridiculous.
1: Is that <laughs> what VH1 is these days? I haven't. It's fucking.
0: I, I, I see it in passing at my dad's house. I don't watch uh, any of that shit. But, um, Okay, so this is, a, yeah, fairly successful is a, a fair assessment of this album. It's got some bangers on there, some songs that you're, you've heard a gajillion fucking times. Good album, not perfect, but still, I, I like this band at this point. I am not happy with all well, the, choices, the choices that they've done, but I think they're rad. Now, anybody who's been paying attention to our picks knows what's coming next. And boy, oh boy, did I not know what this album was at all before this. I had... had no fucking clue we are we we just need to
1: intro it so we can say everything yeah
0: so we're on to the last album okay people get ready strap in because holy shit this is 1985's cut the crap
1: another reason i stopped watching the documentary
2: while that the song play
1: okay they don't talk about this album at I all bet and they i'm like don't. i'm like what am i doing what am i doing here i need you to talk about this fucking album we
0: need to understand what the fuck i happened. need to
1: understand it. i've i've you know read the wiki about what happened but i still would have liked for them to talk about it
0: they owe us an explanation
1: this <laughs> I closed the windows in my apartment when I was listening to this. <laughs> because I'm like I can't I can't fucking tell people why I'm it's
0: just awful. horseshit. shit. Yeah. I'm amateur hour shit going I'm on here. I'm almost more embarrassed with people hearing me listen to this than the Spice Girl.
1: A hundred percent dude.
0: What are these print ass sound effects going on?
2: Oh, boy.
1: Okay. So, also, like, Like no shit. No shit. Fucking 100%. This is the... This, not only is this the worst album by The Clash, yeah. this
0: is the worst fucking album we've ever covered. Oh. That's See, that's how I felt about the Spice Girls that's, forever. That's what I... No. Oh, wow. You like that F- album more than this. <laughs>
1: forever is a f- fucking five star album uh, this is inexcusable this, <laughs> this is, is bad
0: yeah worst least favorite for me yeah for sure
1: <laughs> like I said this makes me put uh, Cl- Credence Clearwater's Mardi Gras in new perspective this we haven't talked about it on the show this makes me put like sane anger in new perspective also at I'm least like hot. sane anger at least, same anger. We got a fucking documentary talking about.
0: it. We did, yeah. The, the, uh, so okay let, for because people don't know probably if you if you're just a casual class clash listener, you don't know about this album. This they they don't acknowledge
1: it at all.
0: They don't because they don't
1: because it's what it is. Is Joe Strummer and their manager Bernard Rhodes. Um, they had kicked everyone else out of the band. There were fucking lawsuits even like you can't even call yourself the, the clash. They bought in this like these random musicians. Um and yeah even Joe Strummer would get into it with the manager and what happened is Bernard Rhodes thought he was the clash. He had fucking final say on this album. He fucking like berated the studio musicians. He this like that's why it sounds like shit because it's someone who doesn't play music producing it making all these fucking
0: horrible, Horrible.
1: awful choices.
0: There is this is one of the worst produced albums I've ever heard probably ever and
1: everything sounds like shit.
0: So this whole album is is essentially in a. it's like a parody of 80s music. It's a parody of bad 80s music, except it doesn't feel like they're parroting anything it's so everything is it's like the fucking room dude it's like the room where you it's so bad oh, that yep. it feels like a parody but you know it's not you know they were being serious that's how it's it's really yeah. fucking bad it's like i recommend any, anyone listen to this as a, an exercise in morbid curiosity of, of just like what could possibly happen when a band goes way too fucking far like this is this is the extreme and, end this uh, is the extreme end
1: and arguably this isn't even like the band. Yeah. It's yeah. uh who, who else was it Velvet Underground, Velvet Underground or Yeah.
0: The it was um Squeeze, right? Was it Squeeze, the last album? Yeah. It was it like, some guy? Was it wasn't yeah. even, like, Velvet Underground?
1: Yeah, that album again. That was
0: that one's better. That one's better than this one. <laughs> miles better it than is. this.
1: But yeah, this is just like so. Fucking awful.
0: Um, It's completely baffling because it sounds like... uh, Obviously, it sounds like a different band because it's not the the same band. But production-wise, it's not just the choices, the insane choices to throw in wacky Prince sound effects and David Bowie cliches all over the place. And I mean jam-packed in every song. There's ridiculous 80s sounds. It's... For no reason. No reason. Even if you remove that aspect, the actual quality sounds... Like dog shit. It sounds really, really uh, compressed and muffled. And uh, like everything sounds mono. Nothing sounds at all spaced or panned. Every, every other album has always been, uh, you could, it was produced in a way that you could hear every instrument clearly if you decided to focus on it. The bass is perfectly mm-hmm. in the mix. So if you decided to pay attention to the bass, you hear it clearly. Same with every other instrument. Everything here is fucking stuffed in a Ziploc bag uh and had all the air sucked out of it. This album sounds like ass.
1: There there's nothing like of value on here. Um although I will say uh whatever label it's on, thank you for making it streaming. uh, We
0: need to talk about you know
1: Yes. Oh, dude! You know what I wrote? We, we, as, a, we as a society desperately need yeah. to talk about this album more, <laughs> dude. You know, um, I, you know what I wrote down. I, c-
0: I wrote down that I feel like the guy who produces dressed like Jimmy Hart, the Mouth of the South. That's what this sounds like. <laughs> this this album is the audio equivalent of a man with b- lips on his suit, red lips all over a white suit.
1: Yeah, it's fucking sleazy. It sounds like Gene from Bob's Burgers got like some masters and is just like fucking around with the Casio keyboard, just putting sound effects in random places without a care in the world. Yeah, with like I said, the dude, the dude's not a musician, and if he is, ooh, holy shit, this is no, no, (laughs) like. I yeah, it's not even like it's not even worth doing like a track by track breakdown because they're all
0: so they're all really bad. And I'll tell you one thing. I I will I have a couple things, and this is the reason why I still think Forever by Spice Girls is worse, is because I have one nice thing to say about this. I like holy sh I have on the song Movers and Shakers, I like the yeah. melody that the keyboards are doing. Not the way they sound. <laughs> they sound ridiculous. But Everything sounds bad. But the bad. actual written melody, if you isolate that, is actually pretty good. The song is not great. And then the only other thing I'll say is uh, Three Card Trick, which is ska, basically ska, uh, it's produced slightly cleaner than the rest of the album. And that is the end of uh, the praise. Because okay, everything else is really, really bad. But one thing that I, I think we should I, talk about because of how outrageous it is is the vocals on finger popping, finger popping it's like the 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 day bow bow vocals are on there fucking uh, (laughs) you know everybody's (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. that's (laughs) that's what that's how fucking insane and ridiculous it is it's so so baffling i'm flabbergasted this is a, I, I, I couldn't have, I, there's no way I could have prepared myself for this album based on the entire discography. There's no way.
1: There's like a cool baseline on play to win, but yeah, I guess like the soccer chants are cool. And even though now that's like something that's like played out in punk music, uh-huh. but this is it. Like I said, on the the intro for this album, this is fucking amateur hour shit. Every everything about
0: it, yeah, it's uh, unrecognizable is an understatement. It, it's like, yeah. It, actually, I didn't even remember I wrote this. I wrote down in the notes as the very last line. There better be a good explanation. That's that's the only thing I had, and I guess it's kind of an okay explanation. It's still like, at least it wasn't. The band just completely. At least yeah, it, like was, it wasn't like a, a heroin yeah. haze where they just f- passed out and then this album came out. At least there was like at least some real problems structurally and some asshole hijacked the whole thing and kind of turned it into this. At least that.
1: Yeah. And at least Joe Schremer was able to dissolve the group a few weeks after this came I'm out. Sure so yeah, I'm sure it was. Because uh, he so embarrassed. I'm sure
0: it was. Yeah. It was like, okay, please, please, please end it. Please end it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I also fucking oddly enough, they like never got back together as as a as a group. Mm-hmm. Um there were talks. I I remember this like very vividly. They were like talks about it when they were going to be introduced into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But then Strummer like died suddenly in 02. 02.
0: 02. Interesting. What, what how'd it happen? What happened?
1: I, uh, he had a heart defect, so it just kinda snuck up on it like no one could have seen That's terrifying. Maybe a cardiologist uh, could yeah, have, maybe. but like but um yeah, they they've done like little things here and there. Like I think like the gorillas was were able to get like the three like Mick mm-hmm. Jones, uh pulse I don't even know how to say his name. It's not Paul Simon. Simeon, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, the gorillas was able to get, yeah, it, they were able to get like Paul, Mick, and uh, Topper mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and they've done like little things for like charity. The three of them, but obviously without without Strummer
0: and Simonin. that's a weird name. I'm just I'm trying to like. It's weird. I'm like, how the fuck do you even say that? Yeah, but keep going, keep going. Sorry.
1: Um. So yeah, they they never did like a full. Lone proper reunion
0: Surprisingly Um, It feels tragic you know
1: It does Like Cause the death was so sudden Of Strummer and surprisingly No one else is dead And it's just like Oh yeah Yeah but um It's funny like Mick Jones Looks like he's hit the hardest But he's he's doing
0: good Man it also uh, yeah, he doesn't look good, but like, <laughs> I mean, fuck it, man. People, he is a goblin yeah, of a man yeah. now. Same, man. Sometimes they fucking make it. Oh, then it, it, all those old uh, '70s punk English uh, musicians kind of look like hell. Dude, fucking mm-hmm. every surviving member of the Sex Pistols looks like fucking yeah, awful. <laughs> but uh, kind of sad, kind of sad. But I still think a very a very strong strong career Uh, give or take some reggae and give or take some abominations on the last album
1: i mean yeah at least like if you buy like a clash box set or like a best of like cut the crap i think should be talked about but like i'm glad it's not considered canon
0: You're not gonna. You're not gonna convince me that it's not canon, dude. It is. It is what happens. It is what happens.
1: It, it has the clash,
0: <laughs> yeah, on it. It's, it's canon. yeah. The same with the Velvet Underground. Like you, you can't it, squeeze. Mm-hmm. Is fucking absolutely not a VU record, but it's a VU record. Uh, but let us recap. So
1: I'm a basic bitch. I'm gonna do. Best personal favorite U.S. version of the self-titled album, The Clash. My least favorite is Sandinista. Nothing should be that long. Your swans or somewhere. (laughs) Or some sort of virtuoso. And then the worst, hands down, I am upset it's not talked about more, though. Cut the crap boy oh boy i was not expecting to listen to our first triple album as well as the worst yeah. album ever in very, my opinion the worst yeah, of very, the worst the worst very of the worst.
0: interesting discography on that and extremely extremely unexpected uh for me personal favorite give him enough rope uh doesn't get talked about but think it should think it should it's uh, consistent as, as all hell uh london calling best basic bitch opinion but it is very strong despite reggae and worst least favorite cut the crap as much as i i do agree that san Nisa is way too fucking long and i don't like a whole bunch of it cut the crap i i I would listen to san Nisa over cut the crap any fucking day and that's just what it came down to like cut the crap is just so i can't i just can't put put myself through that again
1: there's yeah yeah there's nothing 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 forgivable so, about nothing. that so album.
0: thank you everyone so much for listening and watching thank you uh scott for requesting this one i know it took us a while to get to it but god damn it we get to our things when we get to our things but if you want to help us out give a thumbs up leave comments you know whatever you want to do subscribe youtube.com slash every album ever rate review subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get podcasts uh you can follow me on instagram at pandermonkey and alex at
1: Mother find a
0: playlist on The Clash in the description you can find you know, playlists associated with every single episode at everyalbumever.com and patreon.com slash everyalbumever for bonus episodes early access to certain episodes discounts off merch, you can jump the line if you want to suggest an artist for us to cover Uh, like I said earlier in the episode, we got one more Patreon requested episode coming up in a couple weeks, very excited for that Uh, and what else, what else, is that it? that's about it, right? I Hell think yeah. that's it. Hell yeah. It. So uh, I think it uh, goes without saying I will be taking the last song. I seem to like them more than you generally. Yes, sh- yes you will. Th- very easy last song for me. Very easy. And nice. you're going to enjoy this too. Spanish Bombs from London Calling.
1: Oh, yeah. Get to hear that awful
0: Espanol. Hell yeah. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening and watching. See ya.
2: See, uh, the student inside in the days of 39 Oh please leave the ventana open Prince Rico Dead and gone Bullet holes in the cemetery wall The black car the tiny as the bombs on the Costa Rica I dying I'm in on it. the DC tonight you got the killer for me tonight, you to cut Oh my god, I thought. Finish bones you got the killer for me tonight, you to cut Oh my god, I thought. Finish week, same truth don't the freedom fighters died up on the hill, least <laughs> the a they wore the black one after they got it for fucking Mockingbird Back on the buses, went up in flashes, the Irish too, touched in blood. No. Spanish bombs, shacked to the hotels, My senorita's roses knitted about no. Spanish bombs, you think the quitter bonito, are the oh my god it's all you're the killer you're the you the oh my god, The hillsides ring with the people Can I hear the echoes from the days of 39? Is full of boats, a ragged army bayonets to fight the other line Spanish bombs rock the province I'm hearing music from another time Spanish bombs cause the problem I'm flying in on a DC tin tonight Spanish bombs You have to kill a rebanito, you have to quit oh my god Spanish bombs You have to quit a rebanito, you have to oh my god it Oh my God, I thought Spanish songs in Andalusia Mandelina. Oh yeah, my God, I thought Spanish songs in Granada